Hey guys, it's Lauren Yates here, celebrity interviewer, entertainment reporter, and the host of this podcast, Rave It Up, celebrity news, reviews, and interviews. If this is the first time you're listening, go check out our show's trailer on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to learn more about us. And make sure to follow us on social media to tell us what else you would like to hear from this podcast. We are under Rave It Up TV on Instagram, Rave It Up Show on Facebook, and our website is raveituptv.com. Now today, we have a chat over Zoom with actor, writer, director, producer, and former model, Emily Rule. What can't she do, right? That was a huge list. Today, we have a talk to her about her first short film, Blue Moon, and her current project, a series called 13th Stepping. We also dive into her past and talk about her modeling career and her relationship with herself and her body and always striving for perfection. There's so much to cover today, so let's get into it now. Before we get into today's interview, we would like to give a shout out to our Patreons, Irene, Bev and Michael. If you haven't heard of Patreon before, it is a great way to support us and keep us running and improving. You pick a membership tier that suits you and your budget per month, and in return for supporting us, we'll give you behind the scenes content and free stuff. You don't have to give much either. You can be a part of our Patreons for as little as $4 a month. Just visit patreon.com forward slash rave it up. You can even donate through PayPal if you don't trust other sites. You can do so just through our email, raveituptv at gmail.com. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us. We appreciate anything you can do to support us. Now, let's get into this interview. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Raise it up. Hey guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. It's Keegan Allen from Pretty Little Irish. Hi, this is Arthur Butcher. It's Cosentino. It's Rob Mills. It's Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. Raving it up. Raving it up. Raving it up. Raving it up. Hashtag Lauren, Rave It Up. Sorry. Thank you, I like that effect. We're raving it up. Emily, welcome to Rave It Up. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you going today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Now, so, since this is your first time on our show, we'd love to yeah. get to know you a little bit better and start from the beginning, if that's okay, to get a good idea right. of how you've made it to where you are today. So for our audience, a bit of her background, you are born in Texas and discovered by a modeling agent at like 13, then moved to Tokyo, then New York, like they're really big places compared to Texas. So how was that move? Was that like a big yeah. shock to your system? Well, I think the good thing about being 13 is you don't really have a fear complex. You also don't have any idea of consequences. So it's actually the perfect time to move someplace where you know no one. Um, I had also never been out of the country at 13. So that was my first time leaving the country. Um, But I also knew, I mean, I love Texas and it's where I'm from, but I always knew that I wanted to leave um, from a very early age. So when I got that opportunity, I really jumped at it. And I think that I really think about my life in two stages, kind of before I I went to Japan and after, because they very much are two separate chapters. I never really went back um, in the same capacity or for longer than really a month. Um, But I think it was was one of the greatest adventures I think I've I've ever had. And 
instilled a really incredible work ethic and I got to see new places and see new people. And it really made me crave just different cultures and learning and traveling and, and all of the things. So Absolutely. And at such a young age too, that's an amazing way to, you know, start going into teenagehood yeah. and adulthood. <laughs> I know it's kind of crazy. I think I definitely thought I, I was already an adult. So I, I probably, uh, I definitely acted like it. Although I didn't know how to cook. I still don't. I still can like really only use a microwave. Oh. Um, but at the time, like I remember, I remember living off of like Skippy peanut butter and Starbucks because they were the only two things that I could recognize in a foreign country. Um, So yeah, it was funny and then doing like schoolwork at night and, and then, and then after Japan I decided to go back was my freshman year of high school and I decided to go back and see if I wanted to live like the normal high school life and no one thought I was cool and I didn't get asked to homecoming and after that, which is like, you know, like the, the, the dance of the year that, you know, people were supposed to ask you and no one asked me. And that's when I was like, screw this. I'm going back to New York. And uh, <laughs> I left and I, I've never really been back for more than a weekend or two. So yeah, at least, at least you're popular in New York, right? <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. No one cared in high school. And she says, but I think that was good. I think kids that peak too early, you know, nothing really happens to them, but it's the kids that like never feel like they fit in there. I feel like you always feel like for better or for worse, it might not be healthy, but you always feel like you have something to prove, which makes you work harder. So yeah, I think, true. Yeah. yeah, I was never popular in school either. And you know, look oh, at me now. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been your friend. Exactly. <laughs> that sounded very egotistical, I just realized, but it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> but it's true, you know, like you look at all the nerds and stuff, they end up being, you know, those cool kids bosses in the future. Yes, exactly. 1000%. Yeah. <laughs> Well, also acting is something you've always been passionate about as well. So it's inevitable that you got into it anyway. You even went to a musical theatre summer camp, which I thought was really cool when I did my research on you. So when you first got into modelling, did you ever think you'd actually go into acting later, like maybe use it as a bit of a stepping stone or... Was that just no. I mean, kind it was of also panned out for you anyway? Like the scope, like I wasn't, I wasn't too much of like a forward thinker. Um, but I, I, I honestly thought I was going to model for as long as I possibly could, and I wanted to have a cosmetic line, and I really wanted to be like the next Heidi Klum. So that, that was my goal. I never really thought I'd circle back. But then I think, come you know, almost ten years later, I'd kind of done a lot of what I think I could have done. I think my mental health had started to take a decline. And um, acting just kind of happened by accident. I was working out with um, my old trainer and I I wanted to get out of working out. So I was like, let's take a selfie. And my now manager happened to have seen that selfie because they had gone to high school together and was like, who is this girl? Does she act? And I was like, I I did in in middle school. Like, you know, I was the zebra in Seussical the Musical. And I think I really, you know, shine. But (laughs) and and, uh, I met with him and I signed with him. And then like my second or third audition, I booked this movie that went to Sundance, um, directed by Drake Doremus, called Newness. And I was in it for like five minutes, but I made the most of that five minutes. And yes. I got to talk out with Nicholas Holt, which was like worth every moment. But I think after booking something so quickly, I was like, oh, this is gonna be easy. Like I've got this, like this is gonna be wonderful. And no, it's, it was like such false expectations for what the acting industry really is. But I think that it was, um, as much of it was kind of like an identity crisis for me, switching from one career to another, it was the best thing that could have happened and um, taught me to like be less fearful of, of, the, of, of any experience I was going through really because I could always turn it into art in some form um, and use even the good, even the good and the bad memories as material. So yeah, it worked out. 
everything's been a happy accident so absolutely everything happens for a reason it's like my favorite quote and it's so true yeah. especially in your yeah. life it so far, fingers crossed. Oh, yeah, still so some- far, just yeah, touch wood. <laughs> were there any other careers that you also wanted to pursue when you were younger? You know, is there any yeah, no, that might I, be surprised at? I wanted to be a baby doctor and deliver babies, and then I realized oh. how babies were born, and so then that crushed that idea. I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, that's not gonna happen. And then I wanted to like be a, a trainer at SeaWorld, and then I think like Shamu ate someone. And so that really crushed that dream. So that was kind of it. And, and then I think musical theater happened when I was like 10 or 12. Um, and I, I loved playing dress up and singing and dancing and, and that kind of team culture. I was never athletic. So this was my sport, so to speak. Um, I was a terrible athlete. I would get like the participation. This was like the era of participation awards. Me too. But I yeah, I would get like the sweetest player award, which means like you can't play. Then like I was just there for the outfits, really. Um, so I think theater was like the thing that I felt like it was a place that I felt like I belonged. And, and that was, I think, the initial dream was to be on Broadway. And then modeling happened and my life took a whole other course. But um, who knows? I, I could have been I could have been delivering babies. Goodness. Yeah, I know. But it's good with modeling and then musical theater, everything like that. It's all connected anyway within it. Yeah, so yeah. You can do it all, yeah. Emily. <laughs> oh, thanks. I try. I try my hardest every day. Hey, guys, it's RJ May from Breaking Bad. It's Adam Stavani from Step Up. Bryce Johnson from Pretty Little Liars. It's Rob Mills. Todd McKenney with Lauren Yates on Rave It Up. These celebrities are sharing a message of hope and inspiring the younger generation in our new book, Knowing What I Know Now. This is filled with 70 quotes from your favourite celebrities on what they would tell their 14-year-old selves. A book filled with amazing advice to help you chase your dreams or help you deal with bully or depression. It is available worldwide as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook version. Go to raveituptv.com to buy your copy now. Looking for the most comfortable and fashionable gym clothes around? Introducing Gym XO. They are an eco friendly brand from the UK, gym wear made from recycled materials. Pick from some really cute gym sets, tops, bottoms, and there are even options for curvy women. Get 30% off today with free shipping by using our discount code RAVEITUP30 at checkout. Go to gymxo.co.uk today. That is gymexo.co.uk. Well, it's great that you brought that story up as well about your trainer and taking a selfie with yeah. him because I was going to bring that up anyway. So with posting yeah. a photo like that, do you think even with, you know, you were talking about um, and even in past interviews about how modelling and it obviously it affected a bit of your self-esteem there because yeah. it's all about the looks and selling perfection and things like that. Do you think it is, uh, I would have thought, a little bit similar even with acting? You know, the guy sees your face and go, oh, yeah. I need, I need to get her yeah, to audition. No, I, I definitely think it is something, it's the first thing that anybody sees, right? Mm. Um, I think that there is a distinct difference in the sense of like modeling. I was so aware of where the camera was at all times. And with acting, you're actually, you have to dissolve that and, and not actually be aware of that. Um, and I think 
with acting too, there's not the need to like be pretty all of the time. And like that the messy in life is like what actually makes good acting. So yeah. I think this sense acting is, is a lot, is a lot freer. Um, and I think that, you know, I was not, I was kind of a late bloomer. And so I think when it came to modeling, I never really felt like as much success as I did have, like, I never really felt like I was meant to be there. Or I was like a part of that group in a way. I was still like that kind of like inner chubby kid. Um, and I think with modeling, it's been interesting because I think all of the things that I thought were negatives about me, even past experiences or like, you know, things that I was bad at have now really become part of the craft in a sense, like for 13 Stepping, which is the series that I'm developing that was that was a short film, like I'm also in that and I have to be very emotional a lot of times and I and I have a list of emotional triggers, which are like really terrible things that have happened to me, but that will make me cry and it's it's made me less scared of of life, I think, and the ups and downs, because I know that I'll be able to use it in some beautiful form, whereas modeling was very kind of like one dimensional, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Now, if like Oriel calls, I'll <laughs> definitely pick up that phone call. Um, but until then, I really enjoy what I'm doing now. Yeah, I think you found your calling. Um, definitely, yeah. I agree. <laughs> Is it true because you brought up uh, Netflix's uh, newness? Did, yeah. you, did you actually, I, I read online that you booked that up, like your second audition? Is that true? Right, yeah, it was like second or third. It was very wow. soon. It was like very, very, very soon. Um, And I auditioned for a role. Had you done any acting training like before then as well or kind of no, decided to dive I, in? I mean, I, I was working with an acting coach who was like helping me with my auditions, but I hadn't gone to like a proper acting class. Um, that makes it more I authentic, I think. I think so too. I mean, it was interesting because like in this, I don't even think this is a spoiler, but like in, in the movie, um, I go on like a first date with Nicholas's character and um, the director did something really brilliant where he didn't have us meet until that actual first moment. So I was genuinely nervous and it was very authentic. Um, and then he did this thing where we, we would do our dialogue and then he would just keep rolling. So we would improv after that. And I kind of got myself a few more lines into the movie by doing that. Um, <laughs> Um, but I didn't, I didn't really have any training. I mean, I'd done commercials and like, I had, I'd done like a promo for the leftovers, like, but I, I, I really had no experience, but it was interesting because that day on set, like, it was just that magical moment when you think that like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to do. And it's so addicting. And like, I have to do whatever it takes to get back here. And this moment right now is worth every, every no, every bit of rejection, every comparison, every, everything is like this moment. So it really kind of sparked that fire. And I, and I still kind of chase that. So. Yeah. Well, that's good advice for all our listeners too. I was like, Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it wasn't that easy after that. It's like, oh, that. I peaked early. You still have early. your bumps. We get it. Yep. It's just yeah, part yeah. of the road of entertainment. Exactly. <laughs> so making out with Nicholas Holt, you know, like every girl's dream, right? Was that oh, really yeah, no. awkward? Because that obviously it was oh, the first no. day on set. Like how no, do you I'm... even go through something like that? <laughs> yeah, that might have been the first or second day. Yeah, I mean, like, hi, I'm I, Emily. I, nice yeah, to meet you. I, Let's make I, out I, now. I had rehearsed it a lot in my head, I think. And <laughs> I, I remember like we were doing it and like each take, like cause everybody was so excited for me that each take I would like dedicate dedicate to hair and makeup. I'd be like, this one's for the crew. And and I remember like the last take, I was like, can we just have like one, can I just have one more take? Um, it wasn't awkward. I mean, you do have a sound crew and a camera crew 
and you know 10 people staring at you but I think my character was also inebriated so there was a sense of kind of blocking all of that out anyways but he's also like you know not horrendous to look at so <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. quite fun and I mean now I've now I've shot a sex scene that I've also directed so that kind of seems like a, a piece of cake um but it wasn't awkward definitely wasn't awkward that's um, good do it again yeah <laughs> so if there's a sequel call me yeah. yeah, exactly. Give me another gig. Give me another yeah, good looking guy. Give me Chris Hemsworth or something. I know. Yeah, that's also why. So I got to cast my own short film, which is a proof of concept for a show. And um, it was very fun casting the guy that I ended up having a sex scene with. That was Ooh. wonderful. I know. <laughs> it's good that you get to pick the guy, right? <laughs> oh, my God. 1000%. And now we're like best friends, which is also fun and, and complicated. But yeah, it's 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 really nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is yeah. very nice. <laughs> yeah. So, well, speaking about with modeling, you know, selling that whole perfection and I yeah. totally understand how you can start getting a really bad relationship with yourself and your body. And it's so great that now, you know, acting kind of, as you've said in a previous interview, saved you um, yeah. because now you've got a great relationship with you and your body. Do you have like any tips for our audience that might be having like struggles with that? You know, do you, what do you do to, I guess, yeah. find that self-love and that self-esteem? I mean, I think it's an, it's an everyday, uh, I don't want to say battle. I don't think that's right, but I think it's, a, it's an everyday process. I think for me, I try not to deprive myself of anything. Mm. So like if I, when it just comes to food in general and my relationship with food, which has always kind of been complicated since childhood and modeling definitely didn't help that. But like, if I want to have something, I'll have a little bit of it because I feel like if I deprive myself, then it makes, you know, makes you want to kind of binge or, or go in the opposite direction. So I think just finding balance with that. And I think exercising in general, just as a way to think of keeping yourself fit and healthy is really important. Yeah. I also, you know, I'm not, I don't really like taking photos anymore, actually funny enough, unless it's like for an event or for something specific. Um, but I try to stay off of social media as much as I can. I mean, I post stuff for work. Um, I don't know. I think just realizing that like life is short and my mom always says that those who mind won't matter and those who matter don't mind. And so I think it's, it's something like that and like finding a partner that loves you for who you are and finding friends that love you regardless and realizing that like nobody's perfect and that trying to reach that is almost like a trauma response. Like perfection is a trauma response. Yeah. So I think just trying to be at peace at where you are and where at least I am now. And instead of trying to reach for perfection, I just try to be like as healthy as I possibly can be with myself, with the things that I'm putting in my body, with the things that I'm like taking in as far as like media is concerned or books or like, you know, there was something on Instagram speaking of which that I saw that was like, your diet isn't just what you eat. It's like everything that you consume and you are the totality of the five people that you're closest to. And so I really took that to heart and I definitely curated the people I spend time with and, um, I think that all has to do with it. I think it's a very holistic approach, but I feel like that's that's my spiel. I don't know if that helps at all, but I couldn't have said it better myself, Emily. So thank you very much. <laughs> well, I had a look at your Instagram too because I love that you, you know you never wanted people to feel bad about themselves from looking at your Instagram, and, yeah. things, and that's why you post a lot of. I want to say artistic things like it's really nice to see it's refreshing and Thanks. you have over 237,000 followers on Instagram does yeah. that ever get daunting is that a huge weight on your shoulders to try and be a good role model for you know young girls I mean that's an interesting thing I feel like 
trying to be a good role model for younger girls is a lot of pressure. I think if anything, I try to be a good role model for like my younger self, if that makes sense and making it a little bit personal and, and trying to, you know, be the like self, I don't know if you, there's kind of this like thing in therapy of like self parenting, right. So being like the person that you needed when you were a child. And I think I try to start there. Um, I think when it comes to Instagram, you know, none of it's real and it's all like a projection of, of who we want to be on some level. And there's parts of me that like wishes that I could be the girl that like posted all the bikini shots and the influencer type. But I just can't bring myself to do it. And there are bikini shots on my Instagram. I will not, you know, deny that, although that was several years ago. But I I can't seem to find that taking a moment out of my day or or do like taking time away from the things that I'm doing now, which is quite a lot, like I produce and I'm directing and I, and I have a merch company and all these things like that, that would be worth posting on social media. It's like, it doesn't seem to be worth interrupting my day, nor do I think that like people really care what I have for breakfast. Although, um, I did just take a trip to New York and I like, you know, I'd seen some like really cool, um, street art or like, you know, something on the sidewalk. And I posted that and I felt like very artistic for, for an afternoon. Yeah. I love Um, that. Thanks. I don't know. Instagram's weird. I, I do this thing where like I delete it off of my phone and redownload it like every 48 hours where I'm like, I'm not going to touch it. And then inevitably, like I need to stalk someone or, or now it's used as like, as, is networking, like for, for, um, 13 stepping my, my show, like I reached out to this artist whose music is in, is in the proof of concept and got a meeting with him. And now he's going to be the composer for the show. So it's also this interesting networking platform as well. Um, I don't know. It's complicated. If anybody has figured it out, if you have any tips for me, I definitely take them. But well, I think everybody uses it differently. Like I, yeah. I love the, the the fact that oh, it's a. I don't know if it was someone's quote, but it's very true that it's kind of like you're using social media as like your trailer. You wouldn't be putting up your blooper reel, like that sort of thing, because it ah. is that sort of facade. Oh, it's for sure a business card. That's a hundred percent true. Yes. Yeah, but I love the fact that you're using it as, you know, connecting and, you know, figuring out different uh, partnerships you can do for your projects. That's amazing. Like, it just depends on the individual, how they use it, you know. For me, I'm like, I just use it to post. I just like, I don't have time to scroll through people's things now. Like finding graphic designers, finding like anything really. It's interesting that it's become that kind of platform and I like to use it for that now. Did you know we filmed this interview? Well, come on over to our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. You can subscribe for free. And here's a little secret. We like to reward our active subscribers with autographed photos and merchandise, no matter where you are in the world. So don't forget to give us a thumbs up while you're there and get busy sharing the videos with your friends. Have you always wanted to learn how to dance? Always say you're going to do it, maybe even make it a New Year's resolution? but never do. Well, this is your time. Hills Latin Dancing teaches salsa, bachata, and merengue classes for all ages and fitness levels. No partner or previous dance experience is required. If you don't live in Sydney, that is okay too. We teach private lessons over Zoom for only $50. We also offer wedding dances and also a seated dance class for the elderly and those with mobility challenges. Come join us for some fun. Visit our website, hillslatindancing.com.au for more information and to book your class now. 
you really are taking, you know, your life into your own hands and even creating your own jobs now. Because as you said, you're writing, directing, producing. I'm like, you go, girl. What can't you do? That's incredible. Congratulations. Thanks, I can't cook. We can add that to the list. Yeah. Thanks. I can't appreciate cook, but, <laughs> but your first, first, uh, your first project was uh, your lovely short film, Blue Moon. Everyone go check it out if you haven't already. Yes. Is it true that you used your college fund to make this? I guess you didn't really need the college fund, right? <laughs> I didn't. No, I think that literally was like going to film school. I learned so much. Um, I did. I, I I had gotten into business school when I was like 18 and, and decided not to go and that I wanted to act. And so it was just kind of sitting there. And then during COVID, I had a lot of time on my hands, as we all do. And I was really interested in and taking my life in my own hands. I was tired of waiting for somebody to pick me. Yeah. And as much as I love my agents and managers, my most of my adult life had been determined by that, by by other people's decisions. And I was really tired of that. So I had an idea to do something. I didn't really know what. And then I went on like three dates with this guy. And I was like, holy crap, this is what people make movies about. <laughs> and um, it just was really magical. And then on like the fourth date, he friend zoned me. Um, but it was this like a very much of a fantasy kind of snow globe experience. And so I kind of combined the three of those experiences into Blue Moon. And then my best friend just started seeing women and and was telling me about her experiences and how she felt underrepresented. And so it was important to me to honor her on that too, which is how Blue Moon became a queer love story. And incorporate a lot of her experiences and then I first really fell in love in LA and in East LA specifically in Silver Lake so I wanted to really showcase that part of the city and like we passed by this restaurant called Pache's in Laurel Canyon which is one of my favorites that I've gone on many a first date at um, and we overlook Mulholland um, where in reality the date that I went on was in Malibu but it was also in an old car um, and then small world or, or serendipitously enough, um, Mr. Blue Moon, as I call him, is also in my, my short, my other short film, um, and is my graphic designer and my friend and, uh, in my life in another capacity. So it's funny all, how it happens. <laughs> it does. And it's, yeah, it's funny now because I love him so much as a friend. Um, but it's interesting how like you can fantasize and idealize somebody when you don't know them. And he was like my teenage dream. And now I'm like, oh, I, I think I'm glad I'm not dating you. Like, I love you as a friend. But yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So meant to be the <laughs> other way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Is it true that it was originally going to be called Little Spoon? It Why was. Spoon? Yeah. Um, because initially, like, I was going to shoot this on my iPhone and it was going to be like three minutes and it was just going to be the sex scene. And uh, we were going to explore like two women in a given night and kind of, you know, in, in a straight relationship, the gender roles are very clearly defined, but in a queer one, like it, it's fluid. And so we were interested in seeing like what happens with two women in one night and Little Spoon just felt really cute. And um and and that was going to be it. And and then and then I went on these dates and was like, oh, like, oh, here is something. Uh, we should expand this. And what do these people do on either end? And and uh, so that's how it then turned into Blue Moon. And I I think I I came up with the, the the like catchphrase first, which is if you believe in magic, once in a blue moon, you might just find it. Which is how my experience with Mr. Blue Moon felt that it was like this blue moon experience that comes along every once in a while but when you capture it it's really special and you know that that 
whatever I felt with him then is just as genuine and as real as like love that I've experienced with somebody over the course of a year or two, you know, and he honestly has changed. The, I mean, I probably would have done something creatively, but like, I definitely wouldn't be here talking to you if I had not met this person. Um, and there's something really special about that. And uh, so I think I, I wanted to honor those people that come into our lives and happen to change the course of our lives, even, you know, very briefly. Um, but I still I still have this like hope we're, we're right now. We um, we're in the midst of negotiating with a, a lovely writer um, to turn Blue Moon into a feature length film. Oh, uh, that'd be good. Yes, I'm very excited. We're like so close to closing the deal. It's been like two months of legal negotiations, but she's amazing. And um, she's she's just wonderful. Um, but the idea is to do like a trilogy. So we'll do Blue Moon, which is the, the um, lesbian love story and Little Spoon, which is the straight version and like put it in New York and then See You Soon, which is the gay version and like put it in Dallas or somewhere else. And wow. because all these are like parts of my life and I want to represent like, you know, all three aspects. And I think that a trilogy, almost like a before sunrise situation, that's the long term goal. Right now, we're just trying to close the deal on Blue Moon. Woo! But um, Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah, obviously working on um, 13th Stepping, as you mentioned a few yeah. times in the yeah, interview. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, a lot sexier and provocative and it even yeah. spookier. Does that mean you're kind of like dipping your toe into a bit of thriller now or horror? I kind of feel that, I mean, I mean, the tone is definitely a lot darker. It's, it's much more sex, drugs and, and rehab. Um, <laughs> but it, it's... It's it's kind of closer to my personal aesthetic, which is like, as you can see, like lots of blacks and reds. And I very much was obsessed with Kate Moss growing up and grungy kind of 90s New York. Um, like Pieces of April was a reference for the uh, for kind of the tone of the short. Um, but it really deals. I mean, it's it's not entirely a memoir, but I would say the character is like 60 percent based on who I was as a teenager, my late teens and my relationship to substances and kind of my attitude towards life. And um, it's been a really cathartic experience for me. A lot of my past trauma, we've now somehow molded into the into the short and then now working on, you know, we just finished the deck and, and the season one overview and, and working out the season. Um, so it's been, it's been really cool. It's been really heavy. It's been really intense. I think shooting it, um, because I also directed it at the same time, which is really interesting. And, and the way in which I did that was that I have this amazing acting coach who's um, at Nancy Banks's studio. Her name is Lena Jorgis. And Lena, who's like also like a soulmate of mine, I truly believe and I feel so safe with. And she would watch the monitor while I was acting and she would give me direction or let me know if we had something, like if I was also in scene with the other actors. Um, so that how that's how that worked. But there was a lot of moments of needing to like think about really terrible experiences that I had gone through in order to get myself to a certain place emotionally. Um, we shot a scene on a rooftop and it was like 20 degrees with a windshield and I was wearing close to nothing. And I was also harnessed to the roof so that way I wouldn't fall off. And wow. my fingers were so cold that like I couldn't light my own cigarette that like a PA had to do it. And she and I would just like huddle in the door frame that was that was leading up to the to the roof and I would just tell her to like make me cry and she knew the list of things that would make me cry and and I had to be in that place for like half an hour or, or however long um 
And so I think it was it was relatively emotionally exhausting, which is why um, I think moving forward when we do shoot the show, like I want to have a therapist on set. I think that that's really important regardless of like subject matter. Um, because for me, like, especially because this character isn't me, but is some iteration of who I was at some point and deals with a lot of things that I did experience, it's hard to separate myself from the character. And I almost didn't want to because I think it made it better. Like, I could separate Emily the actor, Emily the director very easily, but myself and the character was, it was really tricky. And it actually, like, we shot for three days and we did it one day of pickups, but, like, it took me almost, like, couple weeks to like get out of that emotional place um I feel like I'm off on a tangent and I don't know how to circle back but 13-7 is a lot sexier it's a lot edgier um and it's much more provocative for sure and it's 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 the thing that to me makes like all of the trauma I've ever experienced like mean something if that makes any sense Absolutely. and so that's been really really beautiful and I think you know, having a show about addiction and sobriety and, and all of those things, I just hope that like in some way it either helps someone or destigmatizes the idea of addiction or what an addict looks like. Or, you know, I, I think, I think it will be bigger than me. That's the hope. So, mm, yeah, absolutely. Wow. I can see why it would be like therapy for you. It was no, it's like exposure therapy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like exposure therapy. Um, and I love it. And I mean, we work on it right now. We're in the process of um, finding someone to co-write it with me. Um, but I, I basically have, you know, I have the entire first season figured out. And it'll be seasonally anthological. So each season will have 13 new characters in a different place. Um, there's also an idea for like an Al-Anon spinoff. There's a whole kind of 13-stepping universe um but i'm i'm excited to play to play lily for a season i just want like one emmy and then i'll just like <laughs> out. Um, you'll get uh, there i i think i truly believe it <laughs> and i'm guessing it's called 13 stepping because there's 13 people or it was 13 stepping so 13 is also my lucky number and i was born on the 13th and then 13 oh, wow. stepping is a term in alcoholics anonymous and it, it basically refers to like sleeping with somebody else in the program specifically sleeping with a newcomer but i've heard it used in general as just like sleeping with somebody in the program and i also think that it's kind of cheeky and has a nice ring to it and the url was open <laughs> and uh, the instagram handle was open and i the number 13 was so meaningful to me. And then, so we did 13 stepping and then we have 13 characters. My character is the anchor character, but it is an ensemble cast, um, kind of like a la Orange is the New Black. So each episode will will explore a little bit about one of the cast members and how did they get there, but also my character, Lily, it, it, it's, it's her story um, and she breaks the fourth wall and there'll be 13 episodes and, each episode, aside from the pilot, will be loosely based on one of the 12 steps. And then there's great kind of story arcs and, and B storylines. And um, yeah, it's kind of like what would happen if the cast of Euphoria grew up and decided to get sober. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what an amazing project. Good luck with it all. Do we know right. around when it's going to be released? I mean, so this is probably what's going to happen. It's going to take about two months right now to find the writer because that's like finding a needle in the haystack. you got to go through managers and agents and like finding the right person that vibes with me. Um, 
and also has some experience in this topic, it's, it's difficult. Um, and then you go through, so about two months to find that person. And then about another two to three months of just like contract negotiations. And then probably another two to three months of just like actually writing the freaking pilot and the treatment for, for the first season. And the treatment being like synopsis of each episode. So that way a studio knows like, where are we going with this? Yeah. Um, and then it could take anywhere from like three to three months to like a year to even sell it, which I hope isn't going to happen. Um, and then you have however many months of, of pre-production. Um, so my goal is in a year and a half where we're in pre-production. Um, Cause I also want to like age out of the character. <laughs> so we've got pedal to the metal on this for sure, but it is a process. Well, you're just going to have to come back on the show, okay? Because I want to hear about it when it's out. I wanna, and I'll bring the rest of the cast, for sure. Oh, yes. Woo! That would be so much fun. <laughs> In this day and age, we are surrounded by technology and electricity all the time. Like our phones and laptops, phone and radio towers, Wi-Fi, electric power lines, and the appliances in our home. Do you know that these could be damaging your health because of the electromagnetic radiation coming off them? When I found Orgone Effects though and bought their products, I immediately noticed a difference. I started sleeping better and was even calmer and not always high in adrenaline. Orgone Effects has over 20 years experience in developing products to neutralize the harmful effects of EMRs. I have six of their products myself now and I could not recommend them highly enough. These products last a lifetime too, so you only have to buy them once. Go check out their website, orgoneffectsaustralia.com.au. That is O-R-G-O-N-E effectsaustralia.com.au. And type in the coupon code RAVEITUP at checkout. This show is brought to you by Vegas Nights, specialising in all of your party needs. They have photo booths, poker tables, and decorations for heaps of different party themes. Visit their website now at vegasnights.com.au or give them a call on 1300 135 394. Vegas Nights, you can't lose. So you've already achieved so much in your career, Emily, like, you know, from modeling to acting, now directing, writing, everything, and even owning your own production company, I see. That's another incredible feat. Woo! (laughs) What can we expect from you in the future? Do you think you'll be focusing more on this writing and directing path, or is there going to be a bit more acting too? Or even, I had a little, you know, you did write the theme song, co-wrote the theme song. I did, yeah. I was like, no, I'd love writing in your future. Yeah, I mean, so the artist that has signed on um, to be a composer for 13 Stepping, I'd love to collaborate with him, um, a la Zendaya and, and Labyrinth. Um, I think for me, so we have public school pictures. Right now we're developing Blue Moon to be a feature, 13 Stepping to be a show. Um, there's a few projects I have on option that I want to develop. I have a little bit of an accelerator fund where I put like finishing funds into other projects and executive produce them. I want to start directing like commercial content, music videos we have right now we're in the midst of having our merchandise manufactured so there's also this kind of like it's almost like i'm running a clothing company as well which i i had no idea how to do three months ago but now we we have it and hopefully within 90 days we'll have like letterman jackets and lunch boxes it's it's called public school pictures so all of the merchandise is kind of school themed so we find yes. within backpacks and letterman jackets and tennis skirts and and blankets and all of these cute things so there's that um 
I am going to start. I kind of took a break from auditioning the last year and a half because I was doing all this, but I'm getting back into that. So I would love to to be in other people's things as well. I mean, it's a little bit of everything. I We were having a meeting today um, with a writer whose script I want to option and turn into a feature. And as we were talking, my head kind of started spinning. I was like, oh, my God, like my life is about to get even busier. Um, How do and you I have time? <laughs> I know. I think it's like time blocking. It's like hour blocking where I get an hour, you know, with like my my head analyst who's in charge of reach out and then an hour with my head of development and then an hour with my assistant and then an hour with the graph design. There's this hopefully I think time blocking might save my life, but TBD. TBD. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, keep us in the loop. All right. Because I oh, just see huge are. things happening for you, Emily. Woo! Go power. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, before we finish up today, would you like to play a game with me? We've got a legendary game here on Raven Up. That would be great to have you play as well. <laughs> so it's called the Two Minute Hot Seat, and it's very okay. easy. Just a question answer game. So okay. uh, all I do is ask you various questions, and you just have to pick your preference. So dogs or cats, okay. single easy. dancing, easy peasy. Okay. Okay. And there's a competitive element. So at the end, okay. you've got to answer as many questions in two minutes as possible. And okay. there's a leaderboard. So at the end, I'll see where you sit great. amongst everyone okay. else who's played the game on the okay, show. Okay, wonderful. Okay, okay, great. I'm very excited. Right. So, and because it's over Zoom, like I give you two minutes 15 uh, with the Zoom interviews just to make okay. it fair. Um, right. Otherwise, like 153 people played this over like 12 years. So a lot of people. Okay. okay. <laughs> but like top of uh, Zoom interviews, let me have a look, is uh, 57 questions. So we got to. We've got to get you okay. up to 57, yeah? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Let me just change the view so I can see us both. Okay. okay. And my stopwatch. All right. Are you ready, oh, Emily? Yeah, no, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. iPhone or Samsung? iPhone. Apple or Android? Apple. Rap or rock music? Rock. Rock or pop? Pop. Pop or country? Country. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Beach or pool? Beach. Sun or rain? Rain. Skiing or snowboarding? Skiing. Comedy or action? Comedy. Blondes or brunettes? Blondes. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Sunglasses or hat? Sunglasses. SUV or convertible? SUV. Mac or PC? Mac. PlayStation or Wii? Wii. Clean or messy? Singing or dancing? Singing. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Italian or Chinese food? Italian. Summer or winter? Winter. Kim Kardashian or Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson. Mall or online shopping? Online shopping. Cinema or home movie? Home movie. Ice cream or gelato? Ice cream. Cake or cookies? Cake. Cookies or cookie dough? Cookie dough. Family or friends? Both. Christmas or your birthday? Christmas. Night or day? Night. Bus or train? Train. Straight or curly hair? Curly. I color blue or brown? Blue. Vampire or werewolf? Vampire. Texting or calling? Calling. Los Angeles or New York? New York. <laughs> Friday or Saturday? Friday. TV or movies? TV. Coffee or tea? Tea. Snow or surf? No. Harry Potter or Twilight? Harry Potter. Family Guy or The Simpsons? Family Guy. McDonald's or Burger King? Burger King. French fries or chips? French fries. Burger or hot dog? Burger. 
Guitar or drums? Guitar. Leather or denim? Leather. City or country? City. Biting your nails or picking your nose? Picking your nose. <laughs> Tattoos or piercings? Tattoos. Backpack or suitcase? Backpack. Pen or pencil? Pen. Mum or dad? Mum. Headphones or speakers? Headphones. Yeah, we're out of time. Wow. How many did I get? How many did I get? How many questions do you think you answered? Hopefully all of them. At least, <laughs> at least like 49. I, I have heaps, so I don't think you'd ever get to the bottom of the list. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we said top of the Zoom leaderboard was 57 questions. Yeah. I've answered 56 huh. questions. <laughs> oh my God, I was so close. It was because I faltered on New York. I knew it. Yeah. I think you're one of the only ones too that's been like, yeah, picking your nose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, we all do it, okay? Exactly. I'd prefer it's to do that than bite my nails. So I come on, guys. I used to bite my nails and now I'm a nose picker. I've grown up, okay? <laughs> yeah. That was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for playing that with me. So obviously you're sitting second on the Zoom Rave It Up leaderboard right now. And oh, you know what? I'll take it. 32 on the whole leaderboard, but that's just because okay. you know, of Zoom. But if you ever come to Australia, let me know, okay? One thousand percent. One trillion percent. Now, we are unfortunately getting to the end of the interview now, Emily, but as a closing statement, and what's yeah. probably the most important question on Rave It Up, a little bit more okay. serious now, knowing um, what you know now, what would you tell your 14-year-old self? That the thing that you think makes you different and weird is actually what makes you special and, like, oh. explore that. I love that. That is so good. Oh, what a great way to end the interview, right? Fantastic advice for all the young listeners too. Thank you so much. Well, your advice has just been impeccable today. So thank okay, you. I have a really wonderful therapist. So we can <laughs> thank her. Thank you to the therapist. Yes, thank you, Jane. Uh, before we go, if our audience want to follow you, see what you're up to in the future, where yeah. should we go follow you? So my Instagram is at Emily Rule. Um, that's spelled R-U-H-L. And then my production company is called Public School Pictures. So on publicschoolpictures.com, you can watch Blue Moon. You can see the trailer for 13th Stepping. Um, and uh, you can also follow at Blue Moon the Short on Instagram and at 13th Stepping on Instagram. So. Ooh, fantastic. Easy enough to find you. I'm going to go follow all that now too for you. And oh, I'll... I'll follow you back. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'll put all the links below this uh, interview too for everyone to go follow you. Right. So quick link awesome. for them. <laughs> but thank you awesome. so much for coming on the show today, Emily. It's been so much fun. Thank you so much. It's been like one big girl chat, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've loved it. Thank you. Well, as I said, you're welcome on any time, okay? So when 13th Stepping is out, I definitely want to hear all about it. 1,000%. Send me the link and I want to watch it all. I'm no, 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 no. I'll send, I'll, send, uh, I'll send you the link so you can watch the proof of concept at least. The, the short Ooh, Yay. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you my... my uh, my honest yeah, please opinion, do. Which I'm sure I will love because I loved Blue Moon. So <laughs> Amazing. Cool. Yeah, I'll send Fantastic. it. Keep in touch, Emily, and we'll chat soon. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you want to be the first to get every new episode, remember to subscribe to this podcast for free. Just search for Rave It Up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share it with your friends and tell us what you love the most and even let us know what you want to hear on this podcast. You can even check out the videos of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Rave It Up TV. And for more, visit our website, raveituptv.com. Now, before I leave you today, I just want you to remember that you are loved and you are beautiful. Bye.